Howdy, Yokes. Before we get started today, we want to let you know that this episode of Bacon and Eggs and every episode is brought to you by our Patreon. We just came off of a three-month hiatus, and now it's more important than ever that we get some support over there on Patreon. This is absolutely a, a revenue generator for our homes and our lives, and uh, if this podcast brings value to you, we'd love for you to bring value to the podcast and help us out in any way that you can. All you have to do is head over to patreon.com slash bacon and eggs. There's a bunch of different reward tiers over there that will be revamped very soon. Uh, but take a look uh, sign up for a board that makes sense for you anything as little as one to three to five dollars makes a huge difference for us and allows us to continue to grow and expand the show so thank you so much for listening and thank you so much for donating let's get on with the show can you Howdy, Yokes, and welcome back to bacon and eggs I'm Tyler Carlin and I'm Ethan Edgehill and today we're going through the multiverse apparently nope that's not it <laughs> <laughs> and today we're going back to our homeland or maybe we're just speaking with an english accent <laughs> you know honestly this all works pretty uh, well this is this is the uh, i didn't realize we were waiting i'm sorry <laughs> you know what i'm leaving it uh today we're talking about thor love and thunder thor love and thunder roll the intro Thor Love and Thunder, directed by Taika Waititi, came out five days ago as of this recording, seven days ago as you're watching it or listening to it. It had a $250 million budget and has currently made $315.5 million worldwide box office. 67% critic rating and an 80% audience rating on Rotten Tomatoes and a 57 on Metacritic. Ethan, do you have a professional negative review for me? Uh, One second, maybe. Rotten Tomatoes on my phone is awful. Rotten Tomatoes on the cell phone is the worst, the website. worst website. God, I haven't touched. I haven't used Rotten Tomatoes in three months, <laughs> legitimately. Uh, we got a negative review here from Rafer Guzman of Newsday, who says, "Where Ragnarok poked irreverent fun at its genre, Love and Thunder feels geared toward the faithful, packed with the kind of cutesy asides and knowing winks that tend to exasperate outsiders." Do you have a professional positive review for me? I do, but I like Guzman's review here. Um, Stephen Romai from the Australian, this is the top critic, uh, says, hold on, I gotta, how do they talk? Oh no. Oh no, this oh, no. movie was awful. Chris I mean, no, it's a positive review, so I love this movie. Chris Hemsworth is almost vaudevillian in Thor Love and Thunder. One of the funnier superhero movies, superhero, superhero. Super <laughs> one of the funniest superhero no. movies ever made. I've seen 3.5 out of 5. 3.5 out of 5. Uh, quick out of a hundred. What's your, what's your score? 65. 65. Yeah. I've been thinking about it. Yeah. I don't know that I have an answer to this question. It's like, I, you text, so you texted me. It is so weird that we're doing this live. It is like, weird. We have done this like twice. <laughs> well, listeners, if you're not watching this on YouTube, Tyler and I are in the same, in the same room next to each other for the, the, we did this once for, I think, Black Panther. We did do it for Black Panther. It was at my old house. Yeah, your old house. Yeah. And then we did it once with Seamus Gorman. Yeah. But this probably... is our first time doing it live in person on video. For Onward, what is what For we talked onward, with? For Onward, Shame. yeah. Oh, yeah, because that was my last pre-COVID movie. Um, Same. I mean, I think it was like, if anybody that saw Onward in theaters, I think it was their last <laughs> pre-COVID movie. Um, so you texted me two days before this came out and you said, I don't think there's any way I'm not going to love it. And I felt the same way. And then I saw it and I was like, I don't hate it. I sure don't love it. Do you love it? You can't bottle lightning twice. Okay? You really can't. And they tried so hard. And Ragnarok was really a, a bottling of lightning. I do think what Guzman is saying here, Ragnarok poked a reverent front at the genre. Love and Thunder feels geared toward the faithful. I think it was weird. I think fight. I think I'm gonna go for 70. Okay. I think what happened was... Would I say 65? Yeah. Okay, cool. I think Feige sat down with Taika Waititi before the first one and was like, okay, 
you can do your thing, but here's your restrictions. Yeah. And like, it's because of these comic book reasons, blah, blah, blah. And what I think happened on this one is Feige sat down with Taika Waititi and was like, do whatever you want. Do whatever you want. And no, 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 no. Hold on. This is what happened is Taika Waititi was like, I'm going to over restrict myself. Yeah. With comic book he, lore. Comic book lore and comedy. Yes. It was too funny. It wasn't laugh out loud. Funny no, it enough. wasn't. But he tried to. OK, listen, let's get um a goat out of the room. No, I think the goats. Cut are the, key. the goats. I think the goats are the key. I think if you thought the goats were funny, then this is a top five marvel movie sure yeah and i've seen that from some people but if you didn't think the ghosts were funny it was fu okay, the ghosts were funny the first time they were funny the second time they were not funny the 100th time <laughs> that it was just like screech it never stopped it was awful it was just awful and I think what happens is if you're Taika Waititi and you're sitting down and I've never read the comics that this is all based on, but if you're reading through those original comics and they play that joke out two or three times per issue and the arc spans six or seven issues, then you're like, I can just get away with it. Right. Which may very well be true. Right. But that's not the case. Right. Because you know where the goats from came from? Taika Waititi is a huge fan of that Taylor Swift video where they put the goats over I Knew You Were Trouble. No way. That's at least what I saw on the internet. I saw but like an... not from a not from not on Tumblr, like from a website. Well, I saw so I saw an interview he did where he said it was direct from Norse mythology. Now I don't know. Now that could be a, a marrying of ideas, right? I mean, I'm sure that goat screaming is from Norse mythology, but like, right. But the the Taylor Swift thing. So I want to say one thing real quick. Yeah. Christian Bale crushed it. Way too hard. Gore the God Butcher. <laughs> Way too hard. But Gore the God Butcher was such a stupid character. You think? Yeah. Because they set him up the whole time to have this redemption arc, right? Like he kidnaps the kids. Why does he kidnap the kids? To prove that gods won't come after the kids. Right. And you know what happens? The, the god. gods come after the kids in force. Right. Thor kills Zeus. Right. For well, the kids. He doesn't. <laughs> but Zor Thor kills Zeus for the kids. He murders Zeus, throws a lightning bolt through his heart for the kids. And Gore the God Butcher didn't want to learn the lesson. That was the thing is he was never going to learn. Right. right. Because they had to they had to set you up for this, this BS bait and switch where they were like, a guy that's called the God Butcher, what do you think he's going to wish for? For all the gods to be dead. <laughs> and he's like, actually, I'm going to wish for my daughter to be alive again. I'm Christian Bale. I'm Christian Bale. Are you watching closely? I'm Alfred Bolden. <laughs> Christian Bale in that scene where he's like talking to the kids and he's like sitting crisscross applesauce in the, the cage with them. It's just like, the gods aren't coming for you. I was terrified. Absolutely crushing it. They, they, he, ever since Ford versus Ferrari, he has just been let loose to be weird British guy instead of like having to be Mr. Restricted. Yeah. You know. Makes me want to let him get another Bruce go Wayne. at Bruce Wayne. I don't know, man. Robert Pattinson's so good. He was so good, but also like <laughs> the Dark Knight movies are so good. I don't want them to redo them. Oh no, I know. You know, I do think that if DC, just to tangent a little bit, I want to get back to. I want to let's talk about let's tangent to DC EU. No, here's my pitch: cancel it entirely. Cancel it entirely. You know, because you know why you can't. Nobody wants to go see the Flash anymore. Ezra Miller's canceled. They're a terrible person. Um, you Amber know, Heard Amber Heard's canceled. And also, I don't know if you've seen the trailers. Black Adam looks awful. You think it looks bad? I think it looks so bad. I saw a trailer before uh, Thor: Love and Thunder. I noticed there's that one scene where he's like flying next to the planes where they're trying to like mirror. Iron Man 1. Yeah. And he like just knocks the plane out of the air instead of yeah. saving the pot. I just don't get it. His whole thing of like superheroes don't kill, but I do. But I, oh, so you're not a superhero. And Pierce Brosnan's like, okay, well, it's not really how it works. <laughs> right. Then you're not, <laughs> then you're not a superhero, my dude. Although Pierce Brosnan as Dr. Fate, I think is going to be very cool. Or it is the DCU, so it might be terrible. It might be terrible. These are the same people that cast Jared Leto as the Joker. Yeah, but Marvel cast, or I guess Sony cast Jared Leto as Morbius. Yeah, and it made a more billion dollars. <laughs> Did it really? No. <laughs> no, that was the meme. I thought, like, I thought that. Have you not seen the meme? I know it's Morbin time. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Morbin time meme where the, the dude, like, before it came out, I think, tweeted that and was like, the greatest part of Morbius was when he, he said, it's Morbin time, and then morbed all over those dudes. <laughs> And then the people memed it so hard that Sony put it back in theaters. <laughs> and it made $82,000 on the second release. Um, can I tell you a story about Morbin Time? Yeah. 
I was watching a video recently on the YouTubes about old the, Joe YouTube on the old Joe YouTube about <laughs> That's the a hist- video game donkey reference uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> about the history of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. The Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. No, no, no. no. This is what got me. Is like yeah. very early on in the video, they were like the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. What a silly name. Morphin's not even a word. And I was like, it's not. <laughs> What do you mean morphing is not a word? Morphing is a word. Yeah, but morphing is a word. You can't put, you can't put an, a, 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 an N apostrophe <laughs> abbreviation in the name of your TV show. Sure you can. You can't just call it Names Earl. <laughs> Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad. That's a whole different show. Man, you want that under the debug? You said what is a Mighty Morphin Power Rangers? Morphin. Mighty Morphin. <coughs> You stayed in the hawk too long, Tobias. Anyway, that was my story about Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Gore the God Butcher. Gore the God Butcher. Uh, I like, what's your take on MCU? We haven't been around for like any of it, right? What do you mean? What have we covered MCU Phase 4 on this show? Everything except... Uh, did we do Spider-Man? We did everything except uh, Doctor Strange and uh, Ms. Marvel. We didn't do Moon Knight. Oh, yeah, we didn't do Moon Knight. Uh, I also forgot that we didn't do Moon Knight. We did Spider-Man? Yeah, we did Spider-Man. Do you like it? Spider-Man? Yeah. Yeah. Was it the best Marvel movie ever? No. 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 No, it wasn't. No. It wasn't. It's it, like, as a movie, it might be the worst Marvel movie ever. <laughs> like, it's the opposite of The Last Jedi, right? Where, like, The Last Jedi is the best Star Wars movie, but it's the worst Star Wars movie. <laughs> so, this, this is not as good as Spider-Man No Way Home. No, it's not. This is not as good for me. Now, I know we're going to disagree on this one, and we didn't get to cover it. This is not as good as Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. This is so much better. Than I do not understand how you did not like Doctor Strange Actually, I don't know that this is better than Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. I just, I know we're going to cover it on the show. It's a little spoiler for probably next week. I didn't love it. Yeah, Tyler didn't love it. Um, What else did we miss since, oh, we didn't do Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore. I watched the first 10 minutes hey and guys, turned it off. Hey, guys. Hey, listeners. Don't see that movie. <laughs> it was not It was good. awful. Um. Uh, it was awful. Okay, Maz Mikkelsen crushed it at Grindelwald. Stranger Things four finished. Did you watch? Did you finish it? Oh, I'm done. Yeah. Oh, are you done? Oh yeah. Oh my god. Oh, so. If they good. had ended it at the end of that episode, best TV show ever. They, you could tell they did right, and they got a call from Netflix that was like one more season. Yeah, and it's it's just gonna be Avengers Endgame. But Stranger right. Things, like, it's right. not going to be, not, not the way I phrase that, people are going to think I'm saying that Avengers Endgame is not good. I don't think Avengers Endgame is a good thing for Stranger Things. I am nervous about season five. If Sean Astin is in season five, as like a living, breathing character. I mean, I'd freak out. <laughs> Bob Newby comes back. <laughs> if I, I'll tell you what, talking about Stranger Things and Thor Love and Thunder, I have two celebrity crushes in this world, except for Haley Steinfeld, obviously. Um, obviously. Natalie Portman is in Thor Love and Thunder. Yeah. Dacre Montgomery's in Stranger Things. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Every scene he's in, I'm like, God, that guy's cool. That's an cool. attractive man. That's a cool dude. That's an attractive I man. I want to be that guy. Yeah. Um, if you haven't watched Stranger Things 4 yet, go do it. Like, if you were cold on seasons two or three, I just rewatched all of them. I understand you. I liked them all when they came out. They're not... Seasons two and three aren't the best. Season four makes them good. And I, I hear you saying, like, oh, I don't like the kind of writing. Like, each season just stand on its own. I'm that guy. Okay, I get that. But, like, season four made everything make sense yeah. in such an important way. And I don't even know if you know all of that because you didn't just rewatch the whole show. I did not. Yeah. And every time they do flashbacks on season four, I would be like, oh, man, I don't remember this at all. Yeah, you should go back and rewatch the first three seasons because... The, I, I, like, it's one of those things where I want to go back now knowing the twist. Yeah. And see where it was set. Because they they swear, they, they George Lucas swear that they had the whole thing planned. I, and the only, listen, I will believe that under one condition. If at the end of season five, they pull back and the whole thing's been a D&D campaign, that they, and they filmed the scene for it back in 2014. Right. Then I'll believe it, <laughs> right? That we get, we get... 10-year-old Noah Schnapp again. Right. <laughs> playing Will the Wise. Like, then I'll believe you. Until then, stop lying about planning things out. Just say you wrote stuff. We're going to talk Stranger Things 4 also in depth. Yeah. So maybe next week. Who knows? Um, But I love how much... And maybe it's just because, like, I am a DM now, so I get a lot more... Like, I'm so much more well-versed in D&D. Sure. But I love how overt they are with, like, the character archetypes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like, especially in season four. Yeah. Where there's, like... They're like, we introduced a new character. He's a bard. He is a bard. He is a bard. This is yeah. a bard. This is yeah. a lawful evil cleric. Yeah. This... <laughs> Eddie Munson. Oh, what a so guy. So good. Um, 
Eddie Munson is great. The fact that every woman in the world is down bad for Eddie Munson is a is a great reminder to you weirds out there that are like either metalheads or way too into D&D. Just shower a couple times. You'll probably get laid. Have a chiseled jawline. Be hot and British and you'll probably get laid. <laughs> Be in Stranger Things. Being Stranger Things. Thor Love and Thunder. Uh, Gore the God Butcher. I think Christian Bale puts it. Here's where Thor Love and Thunder wins for me. Okay. There's a lot to not like about this. The jokes are overdone. Yeah. There's... The pacing may be the worst ever. That honestly... Like, I, I did not notice that as an issue in the movie. Seriously. Yeah, You're I actually... You're normally a problem. That's normally a problem for you. I walked out feeling like... I want a movie to feel like it happened pretty quickly. And that's how I felt walking out of this. Oh, man. I, the first 30 minutes were just like... Thing, 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 thing. Was I wrong in that there was... What? Oh, yeah, go ahead. The first scene... Did this happen? I, was it my theater? Was it your theater? Was it everybody's theater where like the movie just started like they didn't i was at a regal they didn't do the like minions on a roller coaster thing the movie like it was like preview movie. oh they did the minions on a roller coaster for me but yeah it was definitely abrupt i like i didn't realize the movie had started it was definitely abrupt yeah because i thought i was watching like a matt damon the martian 2 that scene was cool except for the fact that marvel you got to figure the cgi out guys you're gonna spend 215 million dollars on this movie 250 this movie looks like ass yeah, it does not look good. This movie looks like ass. R Riley, a guy I work with, pointed out today that it is, I, I, and I might agree with him on this, that black and white scene, he thinks was because it looked so bad that they had to make it black and white. So that's actually what I was going to flip everything on, was that the black and white scene was perfect. Perfect. Came out great. It was extremely but he, cool. He was he was pointing out different, like, facets of it that like looked like they were lit wrong for that thing, and like they tried to do something else, and then just failed and decided, nah, this is gray world. This is, yeah. But that to me, that's what I was going to get to was like, there may be issues with the movie, but that whole sequence in black and white where the light from the weapons lights yeah, and, and I, colors like, them. I want to believe it was <coughs> unintentional for that reason, just because that makes it so much better. Right. Like that is a perfect scene. Yeah. But like the CGI, especially in that first scene where Gore goes to meet whatever God that is, like his, his face isn't on right. Right. Like it, it looks it, like it, it is it a looks guy like, wearing a green suit, but it, like they didn't face track him correctly. It looks like a, uh, like a fruit roll-ups commercial. Just like Marvel. What? What is your allergy to using sets? I don't know. Like, because if you look at the behind the scenes of these movies, they're all just shot in big green rooms yeah. on like blocks and stuff. Just make a set. It won't kill you. I promise. You don't need to CGI a neighborhood. Because like that thing they do in, in the Star Wars shows where they they have the like big projection screens. That's awesome. It looks awesome. It looks very cool. But I have a feeling Disney's like one of you can rent it. And it's yeah, one of these exists. <laughs> and it's John Favreau. And the, the thing is, is I truly think it comes down to because they put so many of these out in the last year and a half, so many of these movies. Yeah. Oh, it's the, a timing thing. I truly think it comes down to they they spent all of the time on Eternals because the CGI in Eternals was beautiful, and they used every motion graphics, every CGI warehouse I've ever heard of. For, I want for Eternals. I want to revisit Eternals because people don't seem to like it. Oh, because it was garbage. I, it was garbage sauce. I really enjoyed it. It was terrible. And in my memory, it's fantastic. Oh my god. Um why were the Guardians of the Galaxy in this movie? I don't know. It was that was that was the most jarring thing to me the, out of everything. Was that like, like Chris Pratt wasn't in shape for the role, which is fine. And he was not performing the role. No, yeah, he was like being responsible and Yeah, and like also just phoning the whole thing in. Right. Uh, like, I think everybody was CGI'd in except him. Yeah, they had, like, Bradley Cooper do, like, one line. Yeah. It was the weirdest thing. And, like, that whole sequence to me was like, what is Why this? Why is this? <laughs> what yeah. is going on? Like, I guess it's for like... For them to ditch him 15 minutes in, like, if they were gonna ditch him, they could have just been, like... They had could have had Korg do a voiceover right. and been like, this is what happened to Thor after he split with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. And that was it. Um, that was such a weird sequence. I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to get hung up on what this movie was promised to be, right? But like, this was supposed to be the last Hemsworth Thor movie, right? This was supposed to be Jane Foster takes over as Thor. I thought the bait and switch there was fantastic. I agree, but it was also supposed to be like, not really about Hemsworth. It was supposed to be like Valkyrie finds her king. She's supposed to be or her queen. Sorry, she's king. Uh, yeah, Valkyrie finds her queen. Like it was supposed to be about like the the kind of like secondary character. Which to be fair, I would I would kill for like an office type TV show about New Asgard, like Parks and Rec, <laughs> right. about New Asgard. In New Asgard. Um, <laughs> I think. Valkyrie, I saw some comments where Valkyrie was underutilized, and I 
generally agree with that. I don't feel like we got the development out of Valkyrie that I wanted. But I also think Valkyrie is kind of a shallow character. Like it's hard. To, Valkyrie was a great character to introduce in Thor Ragnarok and kind of just like exist in that movie. Yeah. But I don't feel like there was very much development beyond that sure. that needed sure. to happen. And maybe that's because we got this and there was no development. Right. right. So maybe maybe that's where my prejudice is coming from. I know a lot of of because there was a lot of marketing about it from from Natalie Portman, from Tessa Thompson and from Taika that were like, this is a really gay movie. And it just wasn't. It was a little gay. It was a little gay, but it wasn't like, it was a step beyond Lightyear. I haven't seen Lightyear. It was a We step, didn't cover Lightyear. We didn't cover Lightyear. <laughs> Lightyear bombed. Did it? Lightyear made like $180 million. Oh my God, poor Pixar. <laughs> Which is weird because it was so good. Yeah, but I mean, it was a tough sell. It was so good. I, I mean, like I'm, I'm related to the Pixar theory guy and it, I haven't seen it. It was... It was the hardest I've laughed at a movie in a long time. Really? It was very funny. It was the uh, it was the best physical comedy in an animated movie since the Lego movie, if not ever. Well, like, it wasn't just people saying jokes. Right. And it was it was brilliant timing. And the weird like because the, the best character in it is is Socks, the robot cat, played by Peter Son, the guy that directed the Good Dinosaur. I watched the Good Dinosaur not too long ago. Slaps. Yeah, it doesn't. Slaps. <laughs> it's not a very good movie. <laughs> we so. But anyway, if they, and this is the thing is like, if they had made a movie about a robot cat named Socks and just that was it and it wasn't a Buzz Lightyear movie, it would make a billion dollars and have a 99% <laughs> on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Because it's a brilliant character. <coughs> Anyway, um, was I really, oh yeah, it's, it's, so it's, it's beyond Disney's standard, like, there's a gay character in the background of this scene. They might kiss. <laughs> they did that in, uh, Rise of Skywalker. They did that in Onward. <laughs> I know. <laughs> they did that in Rise of Skywalker, and then cut to a really long shot of a slug being disgusted. <laughs> did they really? Yeah. If you not, you gotta go look that up at some point. It's like, a, the immediate cut after that is just this, like, slug-looking character going, <laughs> it's like why you had to cgi that guy in to do that like you knew this was there <laughs> yeah, that was somebody's whole job for a year uh, right was to make that slow cold be homophobic um this movie so i've seen a lot of articles that are like thor love and thunder is bad for uh like was not kind to the queer community and i think maybe like the marketing and the payoff that's probably the case and i also am not gay yeah. or queer so like i can't speak to this but i will say as a viewer who is used to seeing extremely heteronormative stuff especially from marvel it was nice to see yeah some representation but that's like my perspective on that is extremely biased well i've seen i've seen queer folks be like this sucks and i've also seen queer folks be like this is awesome so right how are you gonna feel about it feel about it like right i'm yeah don't let me take um, it away from you <laughs> What did you like other than Christian Bale? Um, I liked Christian Bale. I liked, I mean, I liked Hemsworth. I think he's great as this character. I, yeah, I mean, this is, his, it wasn't, it's his weakest performance since Dark World. But he's. Because it's just, but it's not his fault, right? Like the, the writing is weird for Thor in this movie. It is weird for, it's weird for everybody because yeah. they're, they're giving everything to Taika. And you like, I think going into this and walking on set, I would trust Taika Waititi with my life. Yeah, sure. I would give him absolutely sure. any creative freedom. Yeah. You know, so it's like, and knowing that like Kevin Feige sat down with incredible directors and was like, all right, Taika, you nailed it as the sort of one-off incredible director in phase three. So we're going to grab Chloe Zhao. We're going to grab, you know, uh, Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi. We're going to let you do another one. We're going to let John Watts keep doing the Spider-Man movies. <laughs> John Watts is in there like, hello. Thank you. Hello, I'm, everybody. <laughs> I've looked up to my entire life. I'm here from Sony. <laughs> yeah. I'm on loan. <laughs> So you give a movie to Oscar directors like Chloe Zhao, like Sam Raimi, like yeah. uh, uh, Taika Waititi and John Watts, apparently. And who's doing the next one? Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Ryan Coogler. If it's not Ryan Coogler, I have no idea. <laughs> I don't want it. <laughs> I don't want it anyway. I d yeah, I mean, honestly, the first one is so good. Because I think that like Chadwick died and they fired Shuri. So like, I don't really know who's going to happen. They fired Shuri? I thought they fired Shuri. I don't think they would do that. She was she was like super, super, super anti-vax. And like nobody wanted to work with her. Like none of the rest of the cast was like, <coughs> yeah, we're going to come in and do this. So unless it's just Winston Duke and Daniel Kaluuya being like, we are Wakandans. Hello. <laughs> The I took, YTT a, I took a break from doing Jordan Peele movies to do right. this. Um, Which new Jordan Peele movie looks awesome. Nope. 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 Uh, yes, it does. But you give these direct and the result is like you get Eternals, which is gorgeous. Yeah, beautiful. Like, like it is on the story. cinematography is way too good for the quality story we're getting. The thing is, we keep letting, and, and it's just the thing, like Taika Waititi did not write 
Thor Ragnarok. He had a hand in it, right. and he definitely like changed stuff in the script. Uh, he inserted Korg a lot more than than anybody wanted Korg to be in there, and I think it worked. Yes, in Ragnarok. But that's, but, like, but that but, but it worked because he he pushed for more Korg. When we get to like, Love and Thunder, well, here's, there's that, too much. Korg. This, yeah, there is too much Korg. This is the point I'm gonna make though, because like Chloe Zhao wrote Eternals, and I didn't like it. And Sam Raimi wrote Multiverse of Madness, and you didn't like it. And Taika Waititi wrote Thor: Love and Thunder, and neither of us particularly loved it. Here's my thing about Thor: Love and Thunder, and I'll tell you this: if you took me to see Thor: Love and Thunder at 12 years old, I would beg to go back. Definitely. This is the more than any other Marvel movie. This, this is the is... funniest. This is the one that has a bunch of kids at the end yeah. with the power of Thor. Yeah. This, I mean, also I I adored that scene. Yeah, it was great. I love the kid. Like I'm I'm excited for love for Love and Thunder the yeah. movie. Like yeah. Like if we get a movie of the kid or TV show or whatever of the kid and Thor, I'm all in on that because that's the dynamic we need. This the 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 the, the. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. I love the ending they gave her bringing back Jane Foster was a mistake because you didn't you didn't give her enough development or enough story as the mighty Thor and you just you made all of the emotional beats of her dying of cancer yes just not hit enough can I get another Homs while you're yeah. at it yeah here's the thing about Jane Foster I never thought Natalie Portman was going to take over as Thor because I, I Natalie Portman is older than Chris Hemsworth. I fell for it. Like the whole point is like Chris Hemsworth's getting too old for this. Chris Hemsworth isn't getting too old for this. He's just been in it for a long time. He's been in it forever. He's the only one left. No, he's not. Jeremy Renner does it. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Although he looks, he, you know, what's so funny about Jeremy Renner is in interviews, he talks about how much he freaking loves the character and as an actor playing the character. I'm like the guy behind those eyes hates his job. Job. I think, I think, it, <laughs> and maybe that's a testament to his acting ability. That's the thing is because Clint Barton hates his job. Right. Clint Barton hates being Hawkeye. Right. Clint Barton wants to be a farmer. <laughs> right. But every time I watch anything Hawkeye, I'm like, dude, that dude is so done with this. Hawkeye He's the like, TV show is so good. Uh, oh, it's like, so good. Because it's Haley Steinfeld, so yeah, it's like perfect. I, but just like, and the thing is, like, we've had enough. Uh, we've had enough Hemsworth, right? Like, we've had enough. That's So that's the, I think Marvel, Kevin Feige's sitting there like, what if I bring back Robert Downey Jr.? And so they put out a Thor movie just to like test the waters for what if we have somebody in the role this long? And it was like, yeah, you can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> and and granted, I mark mark the words. When we get the next one and it's it's Thor and the kid and it's fantastic. I I'm willing to eat those words, right? Like I'm fine with that. At the end of the day, I always want these movies to be good. Like I'm not rooting for them to fail. Yeah, I think with a this is No, gonna, no I think it failed. It's already made a pile of money. It's already made 315 million dollars. Yeah. Like uh, There was a, when I got out of my showing, there was a like line out the door. Really? Yeah. Now, I'm sure a lot of people were there to see Minions Rise of Gru, because that's going to make a, a, a bajillion dollars. They I, always do. I've heard that movie is the funniest movie of the year. I don't care. The funniest to who? Because it's not me. It might be. It's, it's not. Have no. you seen any of them? Yeah, I saw Despicable Me. It was you, fine. Despicable Me is better than fine. It was fine. Give it a letterbox score. A one, letterbox score? One through five. One through five. Stars. Three. But you get to use like point two five. Three. Three on the dot. Two point seven five. I think... Less than half. Despicable Me is at least a 3.75. It was fine. I don't know. I'm over Steve Carell's concept. Anytime I hear his voice at this point, I'm just like, stop. You know what's crazy? I'm actually coming back around on The Office. Oh, I- I, I have a I, confession. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I've seen all of The Office. I have. It went on too long. I, I think there are- because I've watched it. There's scenes with uh, Robert California. I think I've seen all of that. Yeah. But then there's scenes with Donna Noble- yeah, Catherine Tate. Catherine Tate. I don't think I've seen all of that. Yeah, it got rough. Because at one point they start like selling like tripads, right? Yeah. I'm over Krasinski as well, just as a concept. I'm not. Quiet uh, Place was fantastic. Yeah, it was fine. I've, uh, I don't know if you know this, you can look at my iPad. Uh, this is my lock screen. Let's clear these. I've become a huge Fantastic Four fan. I hate you. I really like I really fantastic. don't like you. Or I, the Fantastic Four. I'm so not excited for a new Fantastic Four movie. I'll tell you what's even worse is it's because I've been reading the comics. That's the one I'm rooting to fail. That's the one I truly want to fail. It's already failed. What do you mean? I mean, like the 2014 Fantastic Four with Miles Teller. Right, no, I'm rooting for the reboot to fail. I think, uh, you know what's so crazy about it is they could cast the exact same cast from the... <laughs> stick and make an amazing freaking If you movie. tell me, if you tell me that there's a movie coming out starring Michael B. Jordan, Miles Teller, and Kate Mara. And honestly, Jamie Bell. Like, that guy was fine. Uh, the Thing? Yeah. yeah. He was a leading jumper. Yeah. Um, Hayden Christensen. Yeah, no, yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen it multiple times. I've seen it once, but it's a movie that sticks very hard in my head for some reason. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, dude, like, if you tell me there's a movie coming out starring Michael B. Jordan, Miles Teller, and Kate Mara tomorrow, I'm like, sign me up. A, a I'm, superhero I'm gonna movie. I'm going to go see it. Doesn't matter a superhero movie or not. Whatever movie. Yeah. If you remake that movie with that cast under the MCU, because that was the thing. It was, it was like... It was not. It was Fox. Yeah, it was Sony Fox. I think it was just Fox. It was. It was. Uh. I don't think Fox has been just Fox for a long time. I don't know. Who knows? I, I don't know. I know we saw it in theaters. It was X Men. Yeah. The people that made X Men. Yeah. Um. I'm sure they're gonna try to reboot that. Who's your Who's your fan cast for uh, Wolverine? I think we've had this conversation. before. I don't want it. Just Just fan cast Wolverine. I I, I don't know because I don't care that he's short. Okay, like that is the least interesting fact in the world. Is people are like, oh, we gotta get a short guy because Wolverine's short. Wolverine is whatever you say he is. <laughs> Hugh Jackman. <laughs> Hugh Jackman is Wolverine, right? right. Like we We did Logan. Stop doing it. <laughs> Hugh Jackman got to be Wolverine. Have you seen uh, Logan? Yeah, slaps. Dude, what a good movie. Yeah. I'm surprised you liked it. When did you watch it? Uh, I don't know, a couple years ago. Oh, okay. You just don't, you don't generally like non-MCU superhero stuff, I feel like. That's not true. Really? I've liked almost all of the Hugh Jackman. Really? The original X-Men movie. I love the original X-Men movies. Dude, near and dear to my heart. I mean, X-Men Origins Wolverine was terrible. But everybody knows that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not a big Deadpool guy. All right, I'll just tell you. My fan cast is Dacre Montgomery. He's too tall. He's not. He's like 5'8". That's too tall. Um, Wolverine's gotta be like 5'2", remember? And then Cyclops is uh, Steve Harrington. The thing is, is you can't, you're never gonna beat Patrick Stewart. Oh, for, uh, um... You're never gonna beat Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen. Like, cause like James McAvoy and Michael Fassbender couldn't do it. Michael Fassbender was great, okay? Yeah, but he wasn't Ian McKellen. He wasn't Ian McKellen, but he was about as good as he could get. Michael Fassbender could do a lot of stuff. I mean, they were the only good part of the, those movies. You thought James McAvoy was what, the good part of that movie? I mean, I don't really like James McAvoy, but that's about the only thing I like him in. I guess the Chronicles of Narnia was charming as Mr. Chumness. <laughs> We should do this in person more often. It's a lot of fun. I miss you, man. I miss you too. God. I'll tell you one thing. I want to talk about the break real quick. And I think we'll get more into it in the hash browns after the show. The hash biscuits. Um, which is a $5 tier on our Patreon if you want to listen to the hash Watch. biscuits. No. Why does Apple Watch show me whole Instagram previews? Is that Anna de Armas? No. Oh. It's some person. I want actually. I take back everything I said. I want Anna de Armas to play, to play every Wolverine. character in the X Men. Have you seen No Time to Die, the James Bond movie? No, I'm so behind on James Bond. It's very weird in the James Bond movie, No Time to Die, where Daniel Craig and Anna de Armas flirt with each other because she's the hot Bond girl and he's James Bond. And I'm like, no, you're you're Benoit Blanc and you're the girl that barfs and stuff when you can't lie. <laughs> like this is not right. <laughs> I forgot she was in that. <laughs> yeah, she's the lead. <coughs> There's no movie I'm more excited for than Glass Onion and Knives Out Mystery, starring Daniel Craig and Edward Norton. I love Edward Norton. The cast is crazy. Hang on. There's more of them. I know. It's it's like, uh, I don't, no, I'm not I don't gonna, remember I'm not going to try to do it. I was going to say Idris Elba's in it. There's Ethan Hawke's in it. Dude, Ethan Hawke's been killing it. Bad yeah, news he, for you. I know. I know. <laughs> Bad news for you. Maya Hawke also killing it. I love Maya Hawke. So good. Um, <laughs> We're probably not going to talk about Moon Knight, right? Like, that's not going to happen. I think... There's so many other things to do. What are your Marvel shows? Like, what's your favorite Marvel show? Loki. I don't know that... Loki's the one I think about all the time. I don't know that the first batch make the list for me at all. Loki... Miss Marvel, I haven't even finished. I'm, I'm like... I haven't started, so... I'm like two episodes behind. Might be my all-time favorite uh, Marvel For what's worth, it's Ethan Hawke, Daniel Craig, Dave Bautista, Edward Norton, Catherine Hahn, Kate Hudson, the girl that plays Sarah Cameron on uh, Outer Banks, Leslie Odom Jr. and Janelle <laughs> Monet. Oh, I was in a job interview recently, and uh, it was if you had to get dinner with one celebrity. <laughs> Did you say like Walt Disney and Janelle Monet? Well, there was, I said Walt Disney, Janelle Monet. There was a bunch of categories, and it came out to Walt Disney, Janelle Monet, Tom Brady, and one other I can't remember. <laughs> Did you see the Tom Brady TikTok where he was like, you know, with the fam on vacation in Antigua, but they're not showing Minions Rise of Gru here. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> so he gets on a plane. Tom Brady, the TikTok celebrity, is my favorite iteration of Brady. I love Tom Brady. You're like, I'm sure there's reasons not to love Tom Brady that anybody can tell me. I don't care. As a football player, I love him. And as just a meme lord, I I mean, love I do want to say, like, I, I denied it for a long time. And I don't, you know, I like him better as on the Bucks than I ever did on the Patriots. He's the greatest quarterback of all time. Yes. I just want to clear the air there. Because, like, I'm a Packers fan. I love Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers maybe has the greatest ball placement of all time. He might he might top in a couple stats, but, like... He's the best deep threat of all time. Deep threat QB. Tom Brady might be the greatest team sport athlete. Of all time. Ever. 
I did feel bad. I mean, I, the greatest athlete of all time is, is Serena Williams. I know. So I was going to bring that up. Because you, you, like, you, you have if 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 you win a major in anything while pregnant, you're the best. Not even that. It's <laughs> the, the concept of winning all four majors in one year is called a Serena Slam. That's the only <laughs> statistic you need to know. Um, if you, if that feat, if being the best is named, named after, after you, you, yeah. Like when they renamed the, the Lombardi Trophy, the Tom Brady Trophy, <laughs> then then we'll talk about greatest athlete ever, like the greatest single athlete. But like Brady above Jordan. That's I do like that they named it the Ovechkin Cup. I think that's good. I mean, if they named it any after any player that wasn't Wayne Gretzky, I would drive to Toronto and burn the Hall of Fame down. <laughs> I know where it is. I've been. I've never been. I've never. I even touched been, the Stanley Cup. I've never been to the uh, Baseball Hall of Fame, but I've been to Cooperstown. I've been to the Baseball Hall of Fame and the Hockey Hall of Fame. I've been to Cleveland and the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Been to the Rock and Roll Hall of but Fame. But not where is football? It's Canton, in Ohio. Canton, Canton, Ohio. Canton, Ohio. Uh, we should go. We should go. Because we're football guys. Yeah. Above all else. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm a, I, at this point, I'm like a motorsport guy. You are. You're big into F1. Big into F1. Yeah. I've noticed as I get into my late 20s, early 30s, like sports all together. Oh, absolutely. So much more appealing. So I just had a, a full week off work, right? And originally yeah. we were going to like, Kate and I were going to tra- travel and like do stuff. She came down to like, we didn't really have the money. We're saving it for a wedding. Um, so we opted to just do a staycation. And my ass got up at seven o'clock every morning and watched the Tour de France for five hours. Oh, I'm jealous. I haven't watched it at all. It was cathartic. <laughs> just watch a bunch of dudes. There's this like 23 year old Slovenian who's uh, winning. And he, he won it for the last two years in a row. Is and he blood doping? No. I mean, probably. <laughs> probably. But, like, it just, like, he is the, I mean, he's, he might legitimately be better than Lance. Because, like, he could, if he keeps going at this rate, he'll win 13 in a row. Uncontested. Like, <laughs> dude's insane. And he just, like, he's, he's not, uh, he's not reserved at all. He's like, I want to win every stage. See, that's what, I, Lance played the game a little too much. Which I think is good. That's how you become the Tom Brady of cycling, right? But yeah, like, but I mean, when Lance really ran away with it, though, that's when, like, because I, be- get- I remember being in, like, third grade and watching Lance just, like, go over the top of Mamba 2. Right. <laughs> in the lead. But there was, there was, I think, two, at least two tours where Lance didn't win a single stage. Yeah, and still won. And still won. Yeah. That, to me, is, you, like, I understand that you can do that. That's stupid. I mean, I don't think, uh, I don't know if Constantor won any stages when he won. That's stupid. I don't know that, um... Andy Schleck. Andy Schleck never won. <sighs> There's a little asterisk there. No, because he didn't even, uh, because th- that, that one that you're referring to, Constantor got disqualified from. Andy Schleck was third place that year. No way. Yeah, he lost it to Carlos Sastra, I think. Oh, man, that's a name I haven't heard in a long right? time. <laughs> yeah, man, I haven't watched the tour um, since my dad died, since before uh, Paul Sherwin died. I haven't watched since, like, 2015, probably. Yeah, I haven't watched. But, like, there are still names that you know. No way. Yeah. But also, like, there are names that you know, like, commentating on it. <laughs> They'll pull up Greg Hincappy. No like, way. Yeah. yeah. And, that's like, uh, crazy. But, like, there were still people riding it. Like, they talk about, like, oh, well, Fabian Cancellara barely missed no out on this year's way. tour. And I was like, that dude's, like, got to be, like, 100 years old. <laughs> Which, um, listeners, if you're about to get in the comments and talk to me and talk smack about Lance Armstrong, don't. save it. Don't. I don't care. I don't want to hear it at all. I don't care. <laughs> he won seven tours de France. He won by, like, an hour each time. You could give him all the drugs in the world. I don't care. You could give me all of the drugs and everybody's blood, and I wouldn't win a singles. I would fit. I would fail out on the first stage. I can't ride 130 miles on a bike. No way, 30 dude. days in a row or whatever. I could is. do the eight-mile time trial. That's how they start every tour. I'd finish dead last. <laughs> but I could do the eight-mile time trial. I did nine and a half miles today on the Peloton. Proud of you. Uh, I did a, uh, I haven't biked in a long time. I know. I keep sharing my Strava rides and I, I keep waiting for you to share yours. Dude, it's just been like, I can't wake up early enough. <laughs> Cause you I'm said not, you woke up at 7am every yeah, day to watch the tour. To France. watch the tour. Yeah. That was more, that was mental health. That was more important <laughs> at that point. But like, I'm not, I'm not going after work at this point. Oh, it's so hot. Cause like I get to my car and it says numbers that I've never seen before. Yeah. It's crazy hot. It's crazy hot. Yeah. This today we picked up the kids and Emily was like, let's go to the park. And I was like, no, are you kidding? Are you crazy? And Olivia, of course, was like, park. yes. Yeah. <laughs> so we went and like three minutes in Emily's seven months pregnant. She was yeah. like, I'm going to go sit in the car. And I was like, yeah, thanks. <laughs> yeah. You're insane. <laughs> 
I tried to get Olivia to run a mile with me to to wear her out. She she wasn't going for it. Wasn't having it. Yeah, no. it was dummy hot today, and then it, then there was a hurricane on my way over. I'm, I'm still wet from that. Like, I want to talk briefly about the break. Okay, three months off. Yeah. Um, we did it because I mean we we just. I had a lot going on in my yeah. life, and I don't know if you did. I imagine you did. Anyway, the whole thing was like, if we take this break, I'll get a mental health break from, I don't know. Long story short, it was worse. Not doing yeah. it was worse. Yeah, and like we both like made it weird, and like we didn't hardly talk at all, which yeah. was weird. I don't know. I didn't like it. I just don't use my phone that much, honestly. Like, well, you get dialed in at work. I've noticed. So if it's between like nine and five. Oh, yeah, I, I, I do get dialed in at work. Yeah, so I'm I, either talking to people or working. Right. And I think so that's something I think the show and like the whole idea surrounding the show and the community of it. Like, I think we've learned a lot about what it means to run this both as a business and as a community and just as like a cornerstone of our friendship. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of what we learned wasn't lining up with how we were doing it. Yeah. Um, we we're half assing it. We And I'm not willing to do that anymore. Yeah. Like, I, which is why we're here in person, in person on asking video. it. And maybe this looks terrible, but the thing, but this is, this is as asked as it's going to get for now. This is giving every bit of attention to it. I yes. can. This is more asked than it's probably ever been. Right. So Except for like, like year one, but like, dude, if you're getting into a podcast, like doing a podcast, I don't, I don't know how to explain it. It's hard. Yeah. There's a lot to it. You have to love it. You do. And I do love it. I do love it. Um, yeah, things got weird and now they're not. And we're just doing it again because it was weird not to do it. It was weird not to um, do it. It like I it was really challenging for me and I'll just well, I'll be more candid about it in the in the hash press because yeah. I want to tell the story. Yeah, Tyler had some stuff go down. Um You you really went through like a whole character arc while yeah. we were gone. Like, a, like I'm like a whole new person. Yeah, it's wild. <laughs> uh, um Thor Love and Thunder. What do you think of Love being I don't know if that's the character's name, but it was, she was never named in the movie, right? I don't think so. Okay. If she was, I missed it. And I that's what people are calling her. Is love? Yeah. What do you think of the that being Hemsworth's like real life daughter? Is it? Yeah. Well, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so he posted on Instagram the other day a picture of like her first day on set. And yeah. then like her first day, like when he was doing Thor with Kenneth Branagh. Yeah. And then her last day on set when he was doing Thor Love and Well, Thunder. that's adorable. And uh, I thought that was really, really cool. Um, yeah. But I don't know. There was. I also watched an interview with... Um, Stranger Things, there was a thing where, I think it was Stranger Things, I don't know what it was. There was a thing where somebody's like real life daughter was in the show, but not playing their daughter. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think it was Stranger Things. I don't know what it was. Um, so I don't know how many people in Stranger Things have kids. Doesn't Winona Ryder have kids? I have no idea. For some reason, I don't think so. I take it back. Winona Ryder can play Wolverine. <laughs> David Harbour is Cyclops. <laughs> David Harbour can play anything. David Harbour. Can. I watched his Hot Ones interview today. It's old. It's not yeah. old, but it's from uh, the press tour for... Uh, Season three. No. No, for Black for Widow. Black Widow. Yeah. Um, and just hearing him talk shop and talk about his acting method is, is really, really fascinating. I highly recommend it. And also, I really want to do Hot Ones on Bacon and Eggs. Yeah, we can do that. I want to do it so bad. Yeah, we can do that. Um, Yeah, there's a scene in... in uh, in Stranger Things 4, where he explains his backstory. Oh my god. Jesus. That, we'll talk more about that, because yeah. that's one of the scenes from Stranger Things 4 that like really stuck with me, so yeah. we'll talk more about that in our Stranger Things episode. Did we do an hour 15? I think we cut it back to 75. Okay. Yeah. I'm not trying to cut you short, I'm just... No, yeah, I, I mean, I don't... I don't have. Uh, we can keep talking about Thor: Love and Thunder. I don't know how much I have to say about Thor: Love and Thunder because I, I don't want to like. I don't want to just crap on it, right? But like, that's, I don't. That's exactly how I feel. But is I can't remember anything I liked about it. I know, and it stresses me out to sit down and talk about it because, like, there, like, what comes to mind when I think about it is like, well, what was the detail about the movie? Oh, Russell Crowe was in it. I hated it. Oh my god, yeah. So I was a defender of Russell Crowe playing Zeus in the movie to, to begin with because the the Snyderverse fans were like, we did Zeus right. And they have, now they've just made Zeus a joke. And I'm like, they're allowed to be different portrayals on things. Like, they're Greek gods. Like, they're allowed to be goofy and funny. No, I was wrong. It was It, it was, was wrong. wrong. And I there was did. no purpose for him to be in the movie other than to set up a post credit scene. Well, and to give him the lightning bolt. Hey, he didn't need the lightning bolt. He'd have been fine. I know. That, was, that frustrated me. He'd have been did, fine. They did not explain why the lightning bolt. Because at the end of the day, the whole premise for the movie is weak. Because, like, oh, he needs, uh, St Gore needs Stormbreaker to use a Bifrost. Yeah. That's the whole premise of the movie. I did, like, hold on. Which I is not even like, a power that they said Stormbreaker had. Yeah, it is. Is it? Yeah. I didn't so when Thor that. shows up in Infinity War, they use the Bifrost to get there. 
and Stormbreaker is what brings them there. Okay. So that that is an established power. Okay. Um, well, I didn't remember that. That's that's a big scene, man. That, that, being, that being the whole premise of Thor, Love, and Thunder is weak. But the one thing I did absolutely love is the uh, relationship between Thor and Stormbreaker. Yeah, I just didn't. Every time Stormbreaker so... just like cuts into the shot, like. I mean, it was it was it was well executed. It was too much. It, they did play it out a little like, too far. And it was one of those things where, like, I think if you got rid of the goats, then I would like Stormbreaker. Or I think if you got rid of Stormbreaker, I might like the goats. Like, it was just one too many running the, gags. There's, yeah, there's no way. You could have used the goats that much, and me still like the goats. But the the timing of the joke was off. Yeah. It would happen... This has been the big complaint I see, is that, like, throughout the film, you lean too heavy on the jokes. I don't think that's necessarily the problem. You just didn't lean on anything else. Like I think the scene between Gore and his god is the biggest failure in the film. Not even the yeah. CG. It is that, like, Gore becomes the god butcher because this god sucks. Yeah. That, to me, like, in a pantheon of multiple deities, you find out yours sucks, so you go on, like, a killing spree of all the gods. I don't know. It just... I don't know, man. Have you seen what Christianity is doing to America right now? But Christians think... Just completely that... unchecked by but, God. But Christians think there's only one god. Right. Gord knows that there are more. I can see some young, like, queer child right now feeling just absolutely abandoned by Christianity, abandoned by their, you know, Alabama right-wing family, abandoned by their god, and, like, calling forth an unholy rage that would allow them to summon the Necrosword. And then to go from there to, like, well, if this god's real, the rest of them might be. Who knows? I have no problem believing that if there is one god, then there are all the gods. I'm still not team gore. I'm not saying I'm team gore. You shouldn't kill god. No, I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying that I understand it as commentary, not as practice. Gore the god. Like, I can, I can understand where gore came from. I do also like how this is a return to the small Marvel villain. I mean, I like one of the things I don't like. <laughs> it's wild that the, that the God Butcher, <laughs> the God Butcher, can be a small Marvel villain <laughs> to a god. Sure. Although Kevin Feige talking about like oh, we're about to introduce the next Thanos level threat, and I'm like, can you not? Can you just not? <laughs> let's do, let's don't say we did. If you so, I've only watched three episodes of Miss Marvel, so I, I could be wrong. This may change. I don't think Kamala Khan is the the next Thanos level threat. No, I think. You will like Kamala Khan and Ms. Marvel because it is not a Thanos level threat. Oh, sure, yeah. I mean, that's mostly what I liked about Moon Knight is that it was entirely <laughs> self-contained. <coughs> exactly. Oh, um, man, we were talking about Ethan Hawke earlier. Oh, what right, a, he's in Moon Knight, duh. What a, what a twist. I haven't seen the end of Moon Knight. You haven't? No. Like, how much of it have you seen? Maybe three episodes. Oh, dang, never mind then. Yeah, I need to. I actually need to sit down and watch it like with intent. Then we might need to cover Moon Knight. Okay. Because like I now that, I know there's a twist, and now I'm stressed. There's not a there's not a twist. I watched Ethan Hawke kill a granny. There's not a twist from a like. I mean, there there is a twist. It's a Marvel movie. Like there's a twist, <laughs> you know. Like, but there's a twist from like a like a meta, like an acting perspective. Interesting. Where like he was he was way overplaying the main character so he could do something else. I need to watch it. Yeah, you do. So Gore the God Butcher. What I here's what I like and dislike about hey, Gore the God Butcher. Hey listeners, count as, count the amount of times that Tyler segued us back to um Gore the God Butcher to to Thor Love and Thunder by saying so Gore the God Butcher. <laughs> here's what I like and dislike about Gore the God Butcher. You can't call it Gore, right? It's Gore the God Butcher. That's such a good thing. It's, it's just a whole name, like Marcel Shell Shoes on. Yeah. We should oh, review we that should movie. Review that. Yeah. <laughs> it's not playing right here anywhere. Isn't that even Grandin? Nope. Dang. Because Grandin opted Grandin opted to show Minions. Minions of Top Gun and Thor Love and Thunder. I mean it was out before Thor Love and Thunder. I know. Yeah. Um so Gore the God Butcher. I, here's what I like, is that it is a small contained battle between Thor and Gore, which that's a joke right there that Taika Waititi absolutely missed. Didn't make, yeah. Yeah. The fact that they are the same word. Yeah. Um, what I dislike is that, like, Gore goes to the center of the of the entire universe to make, like, a once in eternity wish. Yeah. Like, just wastes that. I mean, doesn't waste it. You know, obviously, wish for a, 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 a girl's life is yeah. perfectly valid. Uh, but it's just like... Also, I love the idea in my mind that love is now immortal. Right. Well, she's a celestial. Right. Like, because eternity was a celestial and right. she's eternity. Right. She's the singularity. Right. That's the theory. 
There's which, a Marvel character called the Singularity. Oh. And that's the that's but, the But I don't theory. like that it had to get that big, right? That like we were able to go to the center of the universe. I recently watched the Amazing Spider-Man movies and like the lizard is solved by Gwen Stacy putting together. That, a, I mean, that's always been the best thing about Spider-Man. And that was the big problem, honestly, with Spider-Man No Way Home. Is it too is big? It like, <laughs> Spider-Man fights dudes in New York, right. right? Like he fights dudes, right. like like guys. Spider Man fights a guy. Spider Man fights a guy. Spider Man fights a guy with robot arms. Right. Spider Man fights a guy turned Topher lizard. Grace. Uh, but that's like the answer in Spider Man, the Amazing Spider Man. Which, by the way, I've been hard on people who like the Amazing Spider Man movies or just. I've coming. been saying this all along. Those movies are extremely good. I've been saying this. <laughs> All the along. first one specifically, fantastic, is unbelievably movie. So good. good. <laughs> and the, like the immediate on-screen chemistry between Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone, is they're like, so comic booky too. Oh my too. god! Like, people are like he's such a bad Spider-Man, he's such a bad Peter Parker, and I'm like he's not actually. No, he's so good. He's not a good. Not that he's not a good Spider-Man. I think uh, I don't know who directed him. Didn't give enough Spider-Man. Yeah, I would agree with that. But like, I mean. Andrew Garfield, right? And honestly, Emma Stone, right? Yeah, Oscar contenders. <sighs> Both of them, yeah. Emma Stone. Yeah, but like George Clooney was Batman, and that was bad. A, no, it wasn't. B. Yes, it was. Okay, listen. Yeah, but it wasn't. He's a good Bruce Wayne. He, he, I love those movies. All of them. All four of them. George Clooney is Batman? Well, just the original. There's only one George Clooney Batman. But the, the original four Batman. Is that all continuity? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. No, that's all continuity. I only ever watched Batman plus Robin. I only ever watched Batman Forever. Val Kilmer. Did you see Top Rest Gun? No, probably. you don't like Top Gun. I don't Gun. like Top Gun. Oh, man. I, I don't I don't like the original Top Gun. I don't like Tom Cruise. I have no desire to see the new one. You know Val Kilmer's not dead, right? Yeah, but he's gonna be. <laughs> so are we all. No, but he's like dying. Yeah, but he was in Top Gun. A dying. Yeah. Yeah. Iceman. Yeah. He was like barely alive. Yeah. Iceman. You should watch Tombstone. Is Val Kilmer in Tombstone? Yeah. Oh, he's man, like one of the leads. So being in an X review on Tombstone, you can, you can click here to yeah. watch that. Me and James Swindell. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, Kurt, Kurt Russell and Val Kilmer and Sam Elliott and hey, Kurt Russell's brother, maybe. Chris Pratt. It's not Chris Pratt. I that was the it. Magnificent Seven that he remade. <laughs> Chris Pratt is in every movie. Um, Chris Pratt's a homophobe. Is he? Yeah. That's he's like you. super Christian. I know he's super Christian, but I don't think he's a homophobe. He is. Also, those are one and the same at this point. Well, that's not good. For the most part. I mean, obviously, I, there's going to be a lot of people that are offended by that, and there's going to be a lot of people, or a fair few people that are reasonably offended by that, but like... But I think there's also going to be a fair few people that, that wholeheartedly agree Chris with Pratt that. refuses to speak out against Christianity. Well, because he's a Christian. Yeah, but you should still be, even if you believe, you should be appalled by the things that are happening in the name of God right now. Oh, yeah, I, I understand that. Uh, there's a lot of people's issues with cops. It's like, I understand not all cops are bad. That's right. my issue with John Krasinski. John Krasinski loves cops. Right. Well, he was, I mean, he was, he played, he was in the, that cop movie or cop show, Jack Reacher, military thing. Yeah. Yeah. The CIA is a treasure. Quote, yeah. John Krasinski. Yeah. <laughs> I love being spied on. Let's do some scores, man. Let's get a bacon some and egg score. Score the God Butcher? Yeah. Score the God Butcher. So just to recap the scores before you give me the listener score, Ethan, I gave it a 70. You gave it a 65. Rotten Tomatoes, a 67. Metacritic, a 57. And Rotten Tomatoes audience is an 80. What is the listener score? 71. 71. That is the best score on here. No, it's I, not. The Rotten Tomatoes audience. A lot of people liked it on the Bacon and Eggs Discord and Facebook. A lot of people didn't like it, but like nobody said 40. Right. Like, I think the lowest was 55. Yeah, I noticed that. Was There's a lot of, like, 55 there to 75. There were no hundreds, but no tens. Yes. Um, I did see a 50 on Discord. This movie's fine. That's what a lot of people said. Yeah, this movie's fine, right? Like, I wouldn't... I, I honestly wouldn't say, oh, go see it. You're missing out. But I wouldn't say, like, you know, don't go... If you're interested in it, don't go see it. Right. I think, yeah. It's definitely probably the worst Taika Waititi movie. Yeah, I think that's the case. Yeah. Um, yeah, Mary Clay was asking us if she should see it. She was like, I haven't seen Thor Ragnarok. And I'm like, then no. Right. Because that, that whole part with the, the five minute scene where Matt Damon and Sam Neill reenact the, the first <laughs> 10 minutes of, of Thor Ragnar Ragnarok, like almost one for one. Yeah, you're not going to get that. I did enjoy the Matt Damon stuff. Oh, it was great. Especially when he came back and he's like, we should do a scene about this. Yeah. That was funny. <laughs> It was a that. good recall. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's so much stuff going on here that I think we missed a lot of stuff in this conversation. Oh, definitely. I was looking at the comments on Discord and people were talking about um, the SCB review, and which which is where you work. It is, but I haven't I haven't heard or watched <laughs> the SCB review. Um, I've been working for the past two days on 
Carlin Brothers box breakers. I've heard that that's going up. Yeah. Um, but I was going to say, um, Kayla pointed out that the reason Stormbreaker keeps coming to Thor is that like Thor is now questioning his worthiness again, which is why he keeps calling Mjolnir. Yeah. And Stormbreaker is there to remind him like, you don't need a hammer. You just, you just are worthy. Yeah. You are Thor. Right. And it's I like, think it's like whomsoever shall be worthy may possess the power of Thor. Like you just have the power. Right. You're, you're just already Thor. Like, hey, Odin's dead. He can't take it away from you again. Right. He can't scold you for a second time. And you can give it to a bunch Here's of kids. Here's the real thing. And this is what we might not be giving enough credit for. Thor 1 might slap. Thor 1 was pretty good. I don't remember hardly anything about it. I know that most of it takes place in like a disused car dealership. <laughs> Did I give you the score? The total score? No, I don't think so. Is a 68.4. 68.4. Which rounds down to 68, of course. But uh, no, so I don't know what Ben and Jonathan said about it. I never actually got to talk to them about it because they asked me to uh, make an 80s rock version of the SCB intro song. I heard that they did that. Yeah. So how did you do that? Like, did you do it? I went home and played guitar for two hours. (laughs) But did you do like a Metallica thing? Like... Dun, 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 dun. Uh, uh, dun, dun, so originally, originally, because the SCP intro is like in like E flat Phrygian diminished. Well, that's good for 80s rock. It, no, it's good for like metal. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, they didn't want, I don't think they wanted metal. Because <laughs> like originally I did it because it's like. That's the way it goes. And so I did those like as like chugs. And it was like very like like Metallica, like creeping death. And I was like, no, I got to do this. So what I what I ended up coming up with up here, I'll play it for you. I'm actually pretty proud of this just because it was like something I did in like two hours that, you know, is music that got released to the world. Um, hold on. I don't know where I put it. There it is. Oh, you went more like sticks. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. It's got like a Tron thing to yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> New Tron, 40 years this year. I, uh, I've seen the original Tron once. I've never seen it. It's all right. It's not I, as good as Tron Legacy. I'd be curious to see it just to, I think it'd be, it's probably like, what, 90 minutes? I have no idea. I bet it'd be hard to sit through. I don't think it has separate ways by Journey in it, which is the third greatest placement of music in, in media ever. <laughs> third behind Run Up That Hill and Master of Puppets. I'm, I never enjoyed running up that hill. Oh, I don't like that song. At no point in the series was I like, ah, yes, Max's favorite Kate Bush song. The last girl I dated before Kate was a big Kate Bush fan. No way. Yeah. So I knew that song ahead of time. That's crazy. And when it started showing up on TikTok, I was like, please, God, no. No, not now. <laughs> I mean, listen, I Hounds of Love's a good album. That's like the fifth best song on that record. Is that the Kate Bush album? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> you want to listen to a good Kate Bush track, go for cloud busting. <laughs> But uh, no, Otis, it, it, apparently, apparently Separate Ways was played in one of the trailers. Here we stand. But I was just thinking about Tron and was thinking about how worlds Max's apart, favorite song should have been, been Separate Ways, Worlds Apart. Do, do. You know, this table, eat the ever-loving out of this table yeah, to Worlds Apart to the by worlds Journey. Apart. That was a big song for us back in our party days. We threw some ragers back we then. We had a party house. We had a party house. You remember the, the this was the greatest play ever. You remember the, the $5 cover charge unless you bring a pumpkin? Yes. Yes, I do. I think about that every single day the of great, my life. Greatest move we ever, li- listeners, we had like 40 pumpkins. <laughs> That's all I wanted. That's all I wanted was a bunch of pumpkins. I, like I didn't want to collect money from anybody. Awesome. <laughs> Party where the cops called on us. <laughs> and Emily Brits and I had to pretend to be a couple because we were the only two human beings, like sober enough out of the house. You were vomiting. I was vomiting like the color green. Yellow. It was yellow. Because I remember Emily, your wife now, now wife was like, Tyler's barfing yellow. And I don't know what to do about it. And I'm standing there talking to a police officer with my armor on Emily Brent, Phil's girlfriend. And she's like, Yeah, officer, me and me and my me and my girlfriend here are just hanging out. Halloween. Because you're not at a party, are you? We heard there was a party going on in this block. And I was like, no, sir, not us. No way. No how. He knew. There, there were 30, he knew. There were 40 people upstairs in our in our 25-person occupancy house. Our house that had, like, a safety rating. He knew, though. 
I think that's the thing, like, looking back. Every time I thought a teacher... I think he busted a, Colin Muth's house and then just, like, started looking around for other parties. <laughs> Anytime I thought a teacher or a cop or anybody didn't know, they knew. I don't think that cop knew. You I'm pretty confident so? that that cop didn't know. Because he was, like, mad. Good. That guy was like, there's parties going on tonight in this neighborhood. <laughs> this Halloween there's blood. underage people drinking. And I was like, not in this house. They would never. <laughs> Sir, we're just about to go do some trick-or-treating with some friends. <laughs> You're taking their kids out. <laughs> not that anybody should drink underage. Or do. I Whatever. I'm not your dad. 90% of the Unless people. Unless you're my children 90% of the people this. at that party were not underage. No, yeah. I would say we were really good about, like, if you were underage, you lived on campus. So, like, it was a yeah, hassle. Yeah, because I was the there. Eddie Munson in that, in that situation. <laughs> I had already graduated. <laughs> so had Emily Brent. Yeah. Ah, <coughs> uh, classic college. Anyway, we're back, baby. We're back, baby. Thanks for listening to Bacon Legs, a movie lovers podcast. Uh, available Spotify, YouTube, wherever else you get your Man, podcasts. Man, I used to have the the outro down. I used to have a whole thing I said. I don't remember a word of it now. We uh, we don't have to do like uh, music. Andrew Scott Bell. Graphics. Are we just by Andrew Scott Bell or graphics by Vaishan Brandon? Um, you should listen to other podcasts by our friends. Like, like that's what I'm talking about. Um, she's in the Silmarillion now, and she's great. That's Mary Clay Watt. She's a yeah. comedian. She lives in Richmond. She has yeah. a slumlord. Um, I make a party or a podcast called Way to the Party. Do you? Yeah. Is that still going? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It had like the opposite hiatus where we were on hiatus like until. Until this was on hiatus. Yeah, this was on hiatus. Yeah. And then we unhiatused. Okay. Well, that's good. Um, That's cool. I didn't yeah. know that was still going. Um, You know what? Like, listen to popcorn culture. We've always been kind of weird about that in the past. But like, that's how Brothers podcast. It's good. I, I do it every week. Like, I, I spend a lot of time on it. Yeah. You should listen to popcorn culture. You should also listen to. Ooh, what podcasts have you been listening to? Uh, Dungeons and Daddies. You have. I, it's fantastic. I'm so proud of you. It's fantastic. I knew it'd be good. I've I hated listened... it for the longest time. I don't know why. It just like, it was too many people. It was the wrong vibe for me at the time. And then I finally was just like, you know what? I'm, I'm out of Taz. I need another D&D podcast. Like, everybody likes this one. It's hysterical. It's absolutely hysterical. Can I tell you one benefit? Of and the I cried a lot. I'm proud of you. Yeah. Can I tell you one benefit of the hiatus? Uh, I've always been really self-conscious to you about the fact that I really like the self-help community and like, yeah. like I get so sucked in, but like, I know you do. I, I don't want to hate this stuff. I know. I know. you. I don't do. want you to not like this stuff because I don't. I know. But because you don't, I always feel like, like I literally, anytime I listen to a podcast or watch a video, I'm like, hold on, before I buy into this, what would Ethan say about it? Which I think is a good check. Sure. But I also think that you and I have both let that get in the way of open communication between the two of us for a long time. Yeah. Like, because like, I, I am not afraid to be myself around you, but I'm afraid of some parts of myself around you yes. for no reason. Where I'm like, Tyler's going to judge me. And may at one point that may have been true, but like, you and I have both existed as dozens of different people in this relationship at this point. We met when we were 12. Yes. Like, I'm. we're both 29 years old. We've known each other for 17 years. Like, I know. I know. More than half my more life. Than like, half way life. more than half yeah. my life. Yeah. I was in your wedding. You're going to be in my wedding. Like, anyway, I've been listening to the Jay Shetty podcast. I don't know who that is. He is, uh, he was an Indian monk and now he is like a self-help guru and, uh, I uh, love it. That's excellent. <laughs> really, I'm so proud of you. Um, I've been reading a lot of self-help type books. Nice. Uh, I'm about to go back into like a corporate job that I'm really excited about. Yeah, I'm proud of you. <laughs> um, oh, I listened to uh, during the hiatus, I think. Yeah, during the hiatus. Yeah, absolutely. I listened to The Trojan Horse Affair, which is a uh, serial production, which is like nonviolent true crime. Ooh, fun. Which is a, the only kind of true crime I really like at this point. You know, I find I've resisted true crime a lot. And I'll let you share your story, but I'm just going to make it about me. There's not a really second. a story, just oh, okay. that I liked that podcast. Also, I watched Only Murders in the Building, uh, I, which is a, a show that just shits on true crime as a genre. And it's hilarious for that reason. Emily listens to Morbid, which I'm sure listeners of this I show listen to. I hate Morbid. I also hate Morbid, but also I get so freaking sucked. Oh, in. dude, same. <laughs> same. Like, I've listened to every episode of And That's Why We Drink, which isn't even that good of a podcast. We just went to, uh, to college with one of the hosts. Right. Um, um, which is like a huge podcast to have gone to college with one of the hosts. But yes, but, like I know them, um, but I don't like true crime. 
<laughs> Hardly at all. I don't want to hear about murders. I, that's that's exactly the thing. I want to like, hear about the ghost stuff because half of it's ghost stuff. I always want to hear about the ghost stuff. I like the ghost stuff. I even like the murder stuff. It, but I also like I don't want to give the murders the credit. You know, it's one of those things where like I can't I can't put on the murder documentary on Netflix, but I can let Kate put it on. <laughs> pretend to not want to exactly pretend to not want to be interested in it, and then come in halfway through the first episode and sit down with the popcorn <laughs> and be like, John Wayne Gacy really killed all these people. Didn't I he? love this, <laughs> but yeah, I can't. Like my mother. My dad went to elementary school with the son of Sam. I don't know what that is. Well, he's a murderer. Oh, gross. Yeah, he was one of the biggest serial killers ever. Uh, David Berkowitz. Uh, I, uh, what was I saying? Uh, my mother-in-law really likes, um, those, like, true crime, like, network television shows. Oh, like, like, Criminal Minds? N yeah, but not the non-fiction ones. Or not the fiction ones, like, the non-fiction ones. I don't know what those are. Like, like, 60 Minutes, but it's... Oh, oh, oh. But okay. not 60 Minutes? I can't think of what it's called. Uh, <laughs> to Catch a Predator. Yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm always like, this is so stupid, I'm obsessed. I have to know. <laughs> But that's how they get you. Um, a good mystery. Will, will, will I just watch cars go around in circles, man. That's basically all I do. That's not work and podcast stuff. I uh, I watch baseball highlights. Nice. <laughs> I actually am like a relatively big Mets fan, which is like so stupid now because they're extremely good. Yeah. Which is but like we called it. <laughs> we did. We call called it. it. We were like bacon and eggs becomes huge Mets fans, and then they get good. Yeah. Uh, Meet the Mets. Greet the Mets, step right up and beat the Mets. I bought a nonfiction book about the Mets. About the Mets? About the Mets. I can't watch not or read nonfiction. That's uh, my big crux. Let's wrap this episode, man. Yeah, man. Thanks for uh, listening to Bacon and Eggs. We appreciate you being here. We're so happy to be back. Being back is the best. It really is. Look at this wall. This is unfinished drywall. Yeah, it's painted. It's no, it's not, not painted. painted. I thought you painted this purple and green. I'm not going to lie to you. Until this no, no, no. no. This, it says mold resistant right there. I don't know if you can see it on the camera. <laughs> We're probably going to paint this wall something. We're going to decorate the set. We might get a table that's better. This one was from our college house. Yeah. People wrote on it. I don't know if the listener can see it, but right there on the front, it says, don't be a dick. There's definitely some cuss words on this table. Yeah. It's drawing of a turtle. I think it was done by Alexis Cosner. Oh, she's great. Yeah, she was cool. <laughs> a lot of cool people. She lived in 104J. Yep. Did we just dox her from like 10 years ago? I, I honestly don't even know that that she is still a she, her, or goes by Alexis Costner, honestly. I believe she does, but okay. I don't know. I think one of them, it one of Alexis, the 104Js. Summer and Amber. Summer Clegg. Summer Clegg, Amber. That's, their names are right here. Yeah. That's why I know. <laughs> Forgot about Summer Clegg. I wouldn't have gotten Amber. I would have gotten Summer Clegg. I don't remember Amber's last name. I don't either. Maybe I do. I don't know. Anyway, this has been another episode of Bacon and Eggs. Our graphics are by Vaishon Brandon. Our music's by Andrew Scott Bell. That's Vaishon Brandon on, or no, sorry, Vaishon Designs on Instagram and andrewscottbellmusic.com. Um, Bacon and Eggs is a production of the WBNE Podcast Network, which is sort of a thing that still exists, mostly because we haven't gotten around to formally dissolving it. I don't even know if I'd include that. Yeah. I, just, I just don't mention WBNE. Okay, that's fine. Bye. Arrivederci. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to sign off. Uh, <laughs> I've been the natural husband, Tyler Carter. Until next time, Arrivederci. Antoine Randall L. Antoine? Antoine Randall L, yeah. I Antoine or Antoine? Antoine. Antoine Randall L. Yeah. I would have It's Anquan Bolden. I don't, Anquan know, I don't Bolden. know who Anquan Bolden is, but it's Anquan Bolden. Okay. I would have just gone with Ann Thunder. Oh, well. We talked about sports a little bit.